And a good Saturday morning to you. It's 745. That means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell. And a good Saturday morning to you. It's 745. That means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack, and happy belated birthday. Hey, thank you, Denny. I couldn't let that go without mentioning it. You're very kind. I think if I knew I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I am with you right there. What uh, what can we talk about today? You know, I thought with this weather we have coming and the cold we've had, maybe we ought to talk about different wines that are, in my opinion, really very good to have in cold weather. And I think the one that would lead off my favorite for cold weather wine, would be Syrah. And Syrah is a grape from the Rhone Valley uh, in France. Rhone Valley is a little south of Burgundy and goes all the way down to the Mediterranean. And Syrah has been there, and that was its home, etc. However, they've moved Syrah all around, and the Australians take particular pride in their adaptation of Syrah, which they call Syrah, although it's the very, very same grape type. And Syrah grapes are really uh, produce wonderful wines, and they're never horribly expensive. Uh, One that you could think about is, for example, Chateauneuf de Pop. That's a lot of it is Syrah. There's some Grenache in it, but Syrah is in most Chateauneuf de Pop. And the same thing with little Cote de Rhone's are full of Syrah and also Grenache and but the point is, the the wines are really, in my opinion, very robust without being overpowering. And so Syrah is really an interesting grape when the temperatures drop. Uh, it, you also, bear in mind, usually when you have Syrah, you have something very hearty with it. You know, a stew, chili, uh, any of those kind of things like um, beef bourguignon. Uh, even the, they go even well with something like cocavana, a chicken roasted in wine, or actually boiled in wine, and then. But the cocavana is like a chicken stew, and really is usually very hearty, and also goes nicely with syrah. Of course, there's a lot of other things that go with cocavana, but I'm for today in this cold weather. Let's just stick with syrah, and it's an interesting grape type with a fantastic background. It's grown all over the world in South America, South Africa, Australia, even New Zealand. And, of course, it's very popular in the United States as well. But anyhow, whether you say Syrah or Shiraz, that's a good wine to think about in this cold weather. Another one is Amarone. Amarone can be very expensive. Amarone is from Valpolicella. The, an area in near Verona, a Veronese wines, you maybe have heard of Soave and Valpolicella and Bartolino, are all wines from that area. And what they do with when they make Amarone is they take those Valpolicella grapes and they put them up in the attic and let them sit there and dry out the attic of their barns. And then they press the wine. It produces a deep red wine that's a little on the sweet side, uh, but it's very intense. Now, Amarones are usually pretty expensive. They're between 30 and $60 a bottle. We have something called Amacone, which is a poor man's Amarone. That's only about $15 a bottle, and it'd be a great wine to try in this uh, cold weather because it, it's full-bodied and rich. And as I said, what you really want is a foil 
whether you're having just cheese or you're having a, a stew or some kind of robust meal. Usually we eat more robust meals when the temperature drops. And so that that's, was another criteria when I was picking all these wines. A fun thing to do, in my opinion, when you have to be in the house and uh, confined, would be to compare, for example, Zinfandel, which is a terrific wine. I like Zinfandel with short ribs, you know, and mashed potatoes and short ribs and a little Zinfandel. It's terrific. It's also kind of my go-to summer barbecue wine. It's really, Zinfandel is an interesting wine. And, of course, we've all heard the thing about Zinfandel was called the American weed. Well, that's because they didn't know its background. Well, then they found out it when DNA got started and all that, that it was the exact same clone as Primitivo, which came from the actually the bottom of the boot in Italy, the heel area there, Barra, is where Primitivo came from. And actually, before that, it came over from Croatia. So its origins, origins is in Croatia and then Italy, and then came to the United States where it was popularized. But anyhow, you want an interesting thing to do on a chilly afternoon or early evening, compare Zinfandel with Primitivo. You'll see the similarities and the differences at once. It's a very interesting uh, thing to compare, in my opinion. Primitivo is uh, not so forward, and that has a lot to do with winemaking. You know, in California, Zinfandel was very easy to grow. Uh, it would produce a good, inexpensive wine, and really wasn't until um, the late 60s, early 70s, where they started to call it Zinfandel. Prior to that, they called it American Burgundy, and it wasn't, of course, anything like Burgundy, but that's how they were able to sell Zinfandel. And Of course, uh, another wonderful topic for a whole show would be on how white Zinfandel got started. But I digress. Let's just concentrate on Zinfandel and Primitivo, and why not uh, get a bottle of each and try them? would be a great cold-weather evening endeavor, uh, a lot of fun. Another wine that's kind of very popular lately are these American Field Red blends, where the grape type is Cabernet, Zinfandel, Merlot. can be almost anything, and then they... By field blend, they just pick all these red grapes and make a red wine. One of the good ones, in my opinion, it doesn't break the bank, is called Fog Mountain. It has a wonderful mother and father. As a matter of fact, I particularly like their Pinot Noir as a regular wine to drink. But Fog Mountain's field red blend would be a perfect wine to have on a nippy day when you're going to have something like shepherd's pie or maybe uh, uh, beef pot pie, which is awfully good. Fog Mountain Redfield Blend would be just perfect. And as we were talking about Syrah and Shiraz, I think Chateauneuf de Pops are really overlooked. They're still one of the great values in the wine world. You've got good Chateauneuf de Pop can be had for easily under $50. And that's not true of like a great red Bordeaux or a great Burgundy, etc. Chateauneuf de Pop is, there's one called Cuvée. Vatican Sistine, and it's really a wonderful full-bodied Chateauneuf de Pop that'll let you know who's in charge, and that's the Chateauneuf de Pop. There's a lot of good ones, and then there's a lot of little Cote de Rhone's around uh, that are just marvelous for the money. They are under most Cote de Rhone's are well under twenty dollars a bottle, 
and they're really just terrific. And they go so well with so many little robust dishes. And again, you don't break the bank. You can get a good Chateau de Pop, like that Vatican 16. But why not try a little Coteron like from our friends Go Show? They do a great job, and it won't break the bank, and you'll be very pleased with the wine. Another one we don't think about much anymore, and we should because it's so good, is sherry on a cold day. Now, naturally, you wouldn't want to have Mazzanilla or Amontillado on a cold night. But a creamer, an Oloroso, uh, before you go to bed is a marvelous idea on a cold night. It'll warm you like nothing else. And as I said, sherries get overlooked. You know, another nice thing about sherries, you can buy a bottle, and it'll stay fairly fresh for because it's matterized already for over a month. And so when you buy that bottle of sherry and put a cork in it, you can have a glass of it and spread that out over an entire month. So unlike other table wines, it won't go bad. Uh, and so try the Oloroso or cream. They're very sweet, but they're a perfect nighttime uh, treat. And so is Tawny Port. I love Tawny Port. There's nothing more wonderful in the whole world than a glass of aged tawny port, maybe a little bit of blue cheese and a walnut or two, and a roaring fire and some lovely music in the background. Uh, God's in heaven and all's right with the world when you're like that. And you can buy these tawny ports, and I'd suggest you can buy a regular tawny port, which is not very expensive, about $12. Then try a 10-year-old tawny or a 20-year-old, or, or if you have the money, try a 30-year-old tawny. They're wonderful, and as I say, they last a long time. You can pour a little glass. Perfect thing to have after dinner. Perfect thing to have at bedtime. And an even better thing to have while you're looking out at the snow falling and you're sitting in your comfortable living room with a nice roaring fire and maybe a little bit of Stilton cheese and a glass of that tawny port. It's, nothing gets much better than that. Another thing we often overlook is... Uh, Viognier. You've heard me talk about that. Viognier is a white wine grape from the Rhone Valley. And it's the only grape in the Condrenou area. That's all the juice for it. There's a property there called Chateau Grillet, G-R-I-L-L-E-T, which is one of the smallest Appalachians in all of France. Just this one vineyard has the Appalachian Chateau Grillet. Now, what is it? It's Viognier, and Viognier is a marvelous white wine. Talk about a white wine that would go with anything robust where you'd want to write wine. Uh, Viognier is it, and I like one that I think is just perfect. It's called La Forge, and it is well under $15 a bottle, and it is just the best Viognier. You can't imagine how good a Viognier is. It's a nice variation if you're used to drinking Chardonnay all the time. Try a Viognier and try that LaForge. Like I said, I think it's one of the best straight Viogniers I've ever tasted. And that says a lot because Condrenou and that Chateau Grier, and of course there's La Moulin, which is made by the uh, Gigal family, hundreds of dollars a bottle. And you can try that same Viognier for a lot less and enjoy it on a chilly day. Of course, one of the other things, if you're having spicy food, is Gunnar Veldner. I was introduced to Gunnar Veldner. One year I was fortunate enough to get to Vienna for the New Year's Eve ball. And that's all they had was Gunnar Veldner for white wine. And boy, I'll tell you, 
It was love at first sight. We liked it and we enjoyed it for the whole weekend of New Year's Eve. And we had it with those robust stews that you get in Vienna. It was terrific. Also, we shouldn't omit Malbec from Chile and uh, and Argentina. And speaking of chili, Malbec happens to go very, very well with chili. And any barbecue, uh, Malbec just seems to have been the grape type that was made to go with those barbecue sauces. You know, they're kind of sweet and hot, and Malbec just goes with that perfectly. Uh, If you can't avoid Chardonnay, I'd say get a rich, buttery one. Like Jadot's Puy Fousse would be wonderful, or Tobias Chardonnay from California. Or there's a wine called Butter, which is very buttery, and those Chardonnays would be good with things. Then, of course, we have the football coming up this weekend. Uh, Again, our old friends at Fog Mountain have a Sauvignon Blanc that has lemongrass and apricots on the nose. It's crisp acidity. It would be absolutely fabulous with hot crab dip as you watch the football game. Or how about a Vouvray with buffalo wings? You've heard us tout Vouvray to have with turkey and Thanksgiving, etc. But Vouvray also happens to be pretty good with buffalo wings. That's a good choice, too. And back again, if you're having chili to watch the football game, why not get some of Gary Bay Malbec? Meanwhile... I, you're not doing anything more important. Why not try these wines on this cold, snowy, blustery yeah, day that we're going to have? I think you'll enjoy them. I agree totally, Jack. And tell us where we can find these wonderful wines. All these wines are available at Haskell's. And the folks at Haskell's have a wine that will suit whatever you're fixing on a cold day. And don't forget, of course, we do have outside pickup and delivery. There's a Haskell's near you where you'll save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior in Faribault, right off of 35W. Maple Grove, our super seller, is 22,000 feet of vineyards of the world. There's a Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis with free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Haskell's, of course, at Ridgedale. There's a Haskell's in Plymouth. St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake. And don't forget, there's the Haskells in Woodbury as well. There's a good reason we're called the wine people. We know what we're talking about when it comes to wine, and we invite you to come in and ask any question you want or visit us online at Haskells.com. And don't forget, Haskells does deliver. Absolutely. Jack, let's talk again next week, please. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskells.